0: You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello. You are tuned in to Very Loose Women. I'm Esther um, and I'm here with Leo and our wonderful guest, Robin. Hiya. Hello, who I'm really excited to welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. And we're going to try and not melt over the next half an hour. We'll, just, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> this episode, we're going to be talking all about starting out in comedy. So, assure you, it's going to be. Barrels of laughs, all the lulls, no pressure. No pressure. Absolutely none. (laughs) Just so stay tuned. But first, let's start with celebrations and frustrations. Leo, do you want to kick us off?
1: So I've been feeling particularly elderly recently because there there used to be a number of hazel trees in my backyard, five to be precise, and Mm. a few weeks ago they were cut down. And in the past week, it's left like the yard a little bit naked so I've sort of taken it upon myself to buy random plants and then put them in the soil. Okay, (laughs) I think it's called planting. Sure. Yeah okay so this started when I went to like the Lambeth County Fair. I met a friend there and I couldn't find him and then I had some cash on me as you do Mm. and I just bought loads of plants because they were selling plants. He was like meet me by the vegetable sculptures. Elusive. There was a long (laughs) queue for some very inexplicable reason for the vegetable sculpture so i was like screw that i'll just go look at the plants and i bought like i bought cat mint which is a different plant to catnip. <laughs> um, Ooh! a lily which i then put in the compost heap because they read that lilies can kill cats i have a oh cat yeah, yeah. oh no okay. yeah so th- all the cats are fine Really Does others
2: still alive?
1: Yeah, but yeah no nip, but no lilies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no the nip. Oh, I didn't buy the nip. The lilies are trashed. And then the next day, I went to a garden centre because my girlfriend was like, "I need to buy plant pots." So I was like, "Oh, come with you. Maybe I can buy more plants." So I'm like on a real, like, bent. So I just, <laughs> I, and then I bought like a shovel or a, whatever it's called, a trowel. And I've been taking pebbles out of the soil. But I'm very aware that like the neighbor's cats like shit in the bed, so I'm like also shovelling around cat poo and piss. Or you could use the cat mint mm. as a sabotage. No, because they like the mint. Okay, don't Apparently do that. it's like, well, this is what Ellie told me. I don't know if this is true. So my girlfriend said that it's like taking hallucinogenics if you're a cat. Wow. <gasps> so What's like a Yeah. I got loads of like cat drugs from my garden. They I mean... have been acting funny recently, but I think it's actually because of the heat. I feel bad for just giving my cat dreamies now. I feel like I we're feel not... I feel so bad rem- when I
0: give them dreamies. <laughs> yeah, but it's what they love.
1: Well, they need the cat mint, surely. I feel like, you know, I'm yeah, Well, not dreamies providing. don't make them high. They're just scrumptious for them. <laughs> scrumptious is yeah. a brilliant word.
0: <laughs> not that I've tried them. Oh, truly scrumptious. I don't know what our equivalent to a dreamie is. as humans, really. Cinnamon buns. Sure. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. Thoughts and feels. Um, Robin, celebrations
2: uh, or no. frustration? I'm going to go with a frustration. Mm, um, okay. So this time last week, I was living out my uh, 27-year-old fantasy of being uh, a, a, a woman at Disney World, childless woman at Disney World, Wonderful. Um, and now I am no longer there. So my frustration <laughs> is, um, I, I, you know, it's lovely to be here with you all, uh, but, but neither of you look like Mickey Mouse,
0: um, so pretty frustrated. You just need some cat mint. Please. <laughs> then I will look exactly <laughs> like that. Um, how's it being back in terms of, you know, are you sort of getting dreams about a particular ride? It's less magical
2: oh. um, as a whole, I would say. Um, I would say anyone going, uh, there's there's some great great coasters over there so try them all don't want to sway your feelings mm, um no. but no just mainly thinking there's less <laughs> things that are in the shape of mickey mouse in this country <laughs> um and surprising. that's surprising it's disappointing why are why are waffles round why don't they have
1: ears so
0: such a good question
1: i went to this is the one outside paris right i uh, know orlando you went to oh
0: oh yeah the big one the
1: big one i have been to paris though
2: so we can trip. relate on that I,
1: well no i've got like terrible experience with that because my dad took me when i was like I don't know seven or something Mm -hmm. and I was too short for most of the rides and he really wanted me to go on Space Mountain (gasps) so he gave me a very high ponytail and then when they were like no we can tell that it's just her hair he like made me go under the barrier and run oh wow Oh, I rebel love I love it. how was it do you remember it well I do I was because the thing is like, I jumped the queue and then ended up right at the front so I'm in all the pictures so all of the security guards who were like no you're definitely too small for this health and safety wise would have been like oh that's her number one <laughs> but number two I'm like very into health and safety because if you're in the front of a roller coaster, you're more exposed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I could have freaking died. You could have. But here you are. <laughs> I'm so glad you're tale. still here. <laughs> like I could have fallen out. Yeah. It's very feasible that that could have happened.
0: I think the log flumes are just not safe enough.
1: Oh, don't. I have
0: forever gone down the flume and, and just kind of been under the under the wooden bit and I don't think that's normal but I just don't think it's it's so exciting but it's very dangerous but isn't that the thrill is it? Is it or is the thrill getting out when you thought your thighs were too big to
2: get out of the log fume when you got in sure because that was my favourite part I was like oh never thought I'd pop back out of here and then suddenly I was free so free as bird that's my Florida memory for you
0: <laughs> wow well, I'm sorry that you know you're not there anymore it's okay you guys are really making up for it thank god <laughs> um, well my my sort of celebration slash frustration was I've been sort of temping quite a lot over the last um I want to say a few months, it has been nine. Um so you know feels different to say that. Um so I was um the latest placement was at a horse racing newspaper. Wow. Indeed. And if you know me in any way, maybe even for five minutes you'll probably gauge that like it's just it's a it's an odd fit. It's an odd fit. And the role was very much in like in, in sales. Um you really have to know the content to do that job so I don't understand like <laughs> three and a half weeks I'll never look back
1: what is in a horse racing paper like just the results of races yeah there's like, do they you know, do write-ups like this one was really fast today like a review yeah, yeah. big old
0: reviews so yeah reviews, reviews 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 or like horseshoes they should have horseshoes get Creative. me in there get me in there <laughs> <laughs> <Tizing Robin. laughs> sure um yeah it was it was like minorly traumatic at first when i realized that would be three and a half weeks but then actually surprised myself and it ended up being a celebration because i just had the loveliest time and it just goes to show that life does surprise because i really thought that i'd get there and be asked to leave within 24 hours but actually by the third week you know I was right in there watching the sport you know you were still making asked to leave after the third week though right
1: you know <laughs> what what is time are, are you still there
0: <laughs> no absolutely not and I will not be asked back did you
1: bet on any horses i just kept saying um, 3 to 4 to 1 what that's not a ratio
0: yeah okay. i realized that i just no, wanted to no, like, be part of it so oh, yeah. they'd be like what are your thoughts on you know like um and they all had names like you know sponge feet or what was your favorite, they what had was your names favorite ex- horse name <laughs> sponge feet sponge feet may have been one i don't believe <laughs> you know? that that was a real one okay sure i mean it's like Spanish Inquisition. <laughs>
2: I just, I just want to use that phrase. How, how many, how many races did Spongebob win? <laughs>
0: Sadly, none. It, it just... was three to four to one. She's made that very <laughs> three to four to one. I do not know. Also, thank God for that film, um, Hunger Games, where they say, "May the odds be forever in your favor." So
1: sometimes I just say that, which was also kind of mysterious and. You know, true. You think Sea would have been a bit more help than The Hunger oh, Games? That's what I saw coming there, but no, you no. surprised us. The Hunger Games. Games yes. I know. Yeah, thank God for The Hunger Games. Let's get into our
0: topic today, which is um, all about starting out in comedy. So, Robin and I, and we both attended Jill Edwards' comedy school, which is in Brighton. And I did the Weekender after Robin was like, "Give it a go. You won't die." Um, and then, but Robin's done the full the kind of full stint. I'm a like, signed up cult member. Signed up <laughs> cult member also and has been gigging around London and um, making people laugh and feel great since. So, Sometimes. Um, oh absolutely all the time. So I guess what would be great is if you could take us back to I guess the first time you stepped out and bravely you know stood up there under that big blinding light and told a few jokes. You know, what was it? Just what was it like? Yeah, it was a bit mad, actually. I mean, it was something that I'd wanted to do for a while. So I was
2: looking forward to it. But it's still... Anything that's unknown is terrifying, Um, Mm. right? And it, it, it felt super exposing. It was... There was something that was... Like I'd I'd gone there and I'd got you know members of my family and also strangers to come to this room. Um, there was like 200 people there. It was Brighton Comedia. It was really bright and you know that the 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 lights were on you. And I'd stood in front of all of those people. And I had been like, waste your evening on me. Like, <laughs> like I I am funny enough for you to have come down here on a Thursday night. And it just felt like such a big promise to deliver on. It was like, who do I think I am? That was what was making me nervous about it. But I loved it people did laugh i mean some of them you know did know me so they they had to but it was it was wonderful if i'm honest the actual experience of it made me a bit numb i didn't really, really? take it all in at the time like mm. i have it like recorded as a voice memo which i've listened back to and that's almost better than ha- actually having done it if i'm totally honest the absolute buzz i got it was like catmint levels for the next few <laughs> days honestly it was i couldn't sleep that night the next day i was like i am buzzing that i did that it was yeah it was, it was pretty cool
0: what propelled you to do it in the the first place because I mean, obviously, so you're a copywriter, so you kind of you know you have to creatively think about stuff to engage people with as a day job I guess Mm -hmm. Um, was it part of that that drew you to it or something else yeah so I work in advertising and everybody
2: that works in advertising seems to have like an extra thing that they do like it doesn't seem to be enough to just do creative (laughs) you have to do this or that or you know and I didn't have a thing so I was a bit like oh I want a thing that would be good to have a thing (laughs) I really like comedy you know when people are younger and they're like oh I want to be a singer or I want to do this my equivalent of that would always be like oh if I was famous I would want to be a comedian medium. Mm. That's not necessarily what I'm shooting for now by any stretch of the imagination, but it's that, you know, being a singer wouldn't appeal to me or a m in a band. So I've always wanted to try it and see how it made you feel. And so it was a kind of a bit of both. It was a bit of this is a good way for me to be better at my job and my career and have something that I have like full creative control over that is like mine. Because when like a creative outlet is part of your job, it can feel like there's lots of people inputting. And sometimes that's great and it normally makes it better because I'm not always right as much as I'd like to think that I am.
0: Well, you are. But it's,
2: it's, (laughs) thanks, mate. But it's also, it's really nice to have something that is like, you have a bit more ownership of and you have a bit more control of and actually it, it makes when you have to share the responsibilities of something creative a bit less frustrating because
0: you've got this thing that's like just yours and kind of selfishly I really like that. Is there something that you have found funny over time that's then you've kind of ended up sort of putting into your material or is it more of a you get your inspiration completely Outside of what you personally find funny, so a bit there are there are things that I expected
2: to be in there. There are bits I was like, "That was real funny when that happened," and you know what? Just wasn't. No one laughed, so not saying those anymore. I had some great. I, I grew up in a dog's home. That is a wealth of material in my mind. But you grew up in a dog's I home. I can't get a single thing out of it, honestly. Yeah, when that I was younger, a surprise that there's. I know. That I That should be teeming with I've, I've, I've written content. Them, I've written them, but they uh, no one laughed. So who knows? Maybe we'll revisit. Tough it. Cra- <laughs> <laughs> but there are and there are other things that i i've just found really mundane and everyone's gone yeah that's really funny and like i'm saying them now when i go out and do my little gigs and people are laugh it almost surprises me every time there are certain things that i'll stand up and i'll say and i'll think this isn't funny this is the night that they're all gonna not laugh and then people have been laughing mm. i mean most of the time anyway and it, like every time that they do i've gone oh all right then guys <laughs> it is funny not not the dog's home stuff but this I'm very
1: <laughs> surprised that the dog's have home you stuff. tried like a very long series of dog puns I haven't
2: maybe that okay. is what I need to do maybe more erratic barking or something <laughs> have you
1: tried barking I can't imagine the barking oh, wouldn't work guys I'm so glad that we've cracked this right here yeah. right tomorrow night that's it I'm barking on stage barking and dog puns <laughs> I can only see it going that way
2: I agree I don't yeah. see any flaw in this plan no I mean this is really helping do I don't mean, think
1: you <laughs> needed to go to Jill Edwards comedy school I think you just needed to come on Swim in for me to give you ill-informed advice Absolutely. I mean why yeah. didn't I start here I don't know
0: <laughs> me, I mean meaning Either, yeah. I guess put an interesting part of the course, from my memory, was that the notion is that you can learn it. And Jill Edwards says so Jill Edwards, cause, so she's like my headmistress, but she feels like it. So you know, full name happens. But when Auntie Jill said, um, <laughs> you know, if you've got a sense of humour, you can learn to write jokes. Which you know, I, I think would surprise some people to learn because when you watch a comedian, it, it can be so hard to work out how does that seem so effortless? How do you get there? So. I guess my question is, can anyone be a comedian? What do you think?
1: I need to trust the people that I find funny. Mm. So it doesn't mean that they're not comedians if I don't find them funny, crucially. The people I really like, I really like, like Sarah Silverman. And she makes like really edgy jokes where you're like, this could go either way. But because I know her baseline is like anti-racist, broadly sympathetic to a lot of the causes that I care about. Mm. I know that the jokes aren't going to be attacking those things. Mm. So the clash of... Is it a clash of values? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I can really let myself go. I think it's that. It's like, I'm on my guard where I know that I can't let myself go. Because if, Mm. like, like, a transphobic joke is going to wheel its head, like, round round the corner, then I'll be like, "Ah, I want to be prepared for that. Whereas, like, I don't want to just, like... You know, if it's a joke about, like, Jesus... I'm fine with that, I don't like, I'm fine with people making fun of Jesus. And people's like,
2: different people's lines will be in different places. Exactly. And it's so subjective. But I think it's interesting to say that actually, even if like somebody doesn't make you laugh, that doesn't mean they're not a comedian. I've had like, since I've been doing this course, Everyone wants to talk to me about comedy and like, who do you like and who? And then you'll say someone you like, and then they'll go, "Oh, I don't find them funny. They're not funny." And then it feels like, "Oh, I, I don't know why you need to tell me that. I don't yeah. really, I don't really care yeah, if you yeah. don't find them funny." Like, and there's an element of like people wanting you to agree with them and mm-hmm. like agree like they're not a comedian or not funny or they're doing something wrong. And it's maybe they're just not made for you. Maybe you it's just like don't asking relate to someone them. like their
1: favorite color. It's like, well, mine's blue oh no mine's red and it's like well good for you yeah <laughs> great cool yeah. I'm glad we on. have this yeah. chat like yeah, no, yeah. Blue is, blue is there better. was a moment um i watched um a john oliver i know it's the best color <laughs> so i don't know why this. they were saying um, that. Though. i'm leaving <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i was watching john oliver with my dad and we have very different bottom lines in terms of like what is funny and what is mm. not but we both really find him funny and it was just nice that like that you that we could see actually that we Had that in common. Mm. That was really human,
0: actually, isn't it? When people are laughing at the same thing,
2: it's nice. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's so subjective. I mean, you. I
0: guess you also don't always know what you're going to find funny, and you can be surprised. I think for me, looking back at school, especially, you know, there was the sense of this. I shouldn't laugh. Therefore, this is hilarious. Mm. And there's something about comedy where it does play with boundaries, and Mm. like it makes you, you know, you shouldn't. So, but you are. You've got permission. To like to kind of, I guess, be a bit badly behaved. The tensions are tall, absolutely. Like you know, and you see that in like
2: really top comics, and it's almost like they're clever or experienced enough to play with it, and that's mm. where it works for them. I, I think. I mean, I'm super new, so I'm, I'm not one to be handing out advice at all, but. I've oh, been I've already advised. handed out advice. I'm, I haven't even done any, so just go for
1: you it. You have, but, Leo. <laughs> I, mean, I did my five minutes of
2: But I think there's there's an element to that of like, well, you know, it, only start playing with those things that maybe you need to, to play with people's tension. And, and, you know, there's something about people feeling like, maybe you're about to cross my line and they're not actually doing it, mm. which actually is kind of exciting for them. But you have to be really skilled to do that and you almost have to trust them. And I, especially like doing the open mic circuit at the moment and doing all the new act notes and that sort of thing. I think you see so many people that are getting that wrong that it mm. is like, no, nah, leave, it, leave it to the experienced people. Like you're
0: just offending everyone here. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the big rules of thumb when... Um, we, I went on the Jill Edwards course was, you know, the audience. It's 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 quite a mutual mutual respect thing going on there. Like you've got to be a good audience, and you've got you know you've got to respect the audience as mm. well. And that one when that clicks in you can there's that trust yeah and you kind of it, it's sort of that that sets it up to to work rather than kind of you know you do sometimes feel like you're just waiting to be picked on and you always feel like i'm not going to go in the front row in mm. case you know they do single me out and and they say something that you know could could be upsetting or mm. or the feeling like i've got to be funny yeah um, and i'm here to just you know forget about my monday meeting with susan who was very difficult mm-hmm. um, on the horse paper yeah, it was very personal there. just came out to play. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was fine. Thought it was fine, but... Clearly, clearly it's burn. Um, So I guess we touched on this, but I guess women sort of generally do account for only 10% of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I sort of... My very brief <laughs> um, experience of trying to stand up a little bit, um, it did feel, you know, pretty... There was probably more more men there, but, mm-hmm. you know... All are welcome, but I guess why, why do we think that, that women do only account for that 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 percentage of the industry? And what would have to happen to make it possible for more women to kind of step into the spotlight and, and give it a go?
1: Do you think fewer rape jokes would work? Like, if, if if women were going to a comedy night and they were guaranteed not to hear any rape jokes, do you think there would be more of them? I mean, potentially.
2: Uh, it's, it's not necessarily the most hospitable environment for people. You know, it's it's kind of... CD pubs in weekday nights that are full of, of men that are probably willing to cross those lines and and actually that isn't very welcoming, is it? I mean, I think there's I think there's more to it. I think, mm. but I wouldn't be shocked if that wasn't making
1: people uncomfortable. So what, what's that more to it? That-
2: I think I think there's so much. I mean, there's so much about women's lifestyles just not being suitable especially you know when people are you know maybe they've got the children and there's still that imbalance in that being like more of the women's responsibility how many people who have that can go to pubs on weekday evenings yeah that's and such a good point plug at that you know there, there, there's got to be loads of people starting and then just not getting there or yeah. not continuing you know I don't know about the course that you went on Esther but that when I was there loads of women not a problem with them wanting to have a go you know no not... there were many or mine as well so the idea that they're just not kind of getting through and that's you know that's the same in loads of industries it's certainly a thing that you see in advertising it being it's being sacrifices that aren't necessarily you know suitable to people's lifestyles I also think there's something really ballsy about going on stage and going I think I'm funny. Yeah. I think I'm funny enough for you to be
1: here and listen to me. There's that idea of deserving other people's time is and like something that women are just not taught. It's so unfeminine. So un- yeah, exactly.
2: You are taking up people's space on in their lives. And women are
1: not as good at thinking they deserve that space. Mm. Um, Twana Main is a comedian who came on Really Swimming, and I remember her mentioning it was a great episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. So archived, just saying. Um, www.acast.com. Check um, it out. Check it out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she said that she like basically had forgone her social life since she started comedy. Like mm. her, like the space that had previously been taken up by a relationship was taken up by comedy. Mm. So that's kind of how it worked. And she had like a show that went to Edinburgh. We saw it at the Soho Theatre, and it was brilliant. So, yeah, it's it takes up a lot of your time if you do it. She, I think she was doing it every night, every week, yeah. like every... And that yeah. would be so easy.
2: Like, I, I, I cannot stress how, like, I am so starting and I'm already feeling that. I'm already, you know, I've it's not just the gigs like in London there's this like culture where you are bringers so you have to bring someone to your gig and then if um, maybe you've paired up with another comedian so that they're the friend that comes to your gig you're not just going spending the evening of your gig out you also have to go to their gig in mm. in like you know reciprocation it's a nice thing to do and it's useful you meet people and you see more commonly, it makes you better but then that's two evenings that you've spent on five minutes of stage time and you need so much stage time to get better so if you're spending two like evenings of your own to get five
0: minutes i it, you know it yeah you can it see how up. it snowballs yeah. definitely so what would um your Advice be for um, someone listening who has always kind of you know similar to us, I guess. Mm. um, Maybe thought about giving it a go, or or maybe just doing something that's wildly out of their comfort zone. Because stand up does have that rep of kind of being you know bucket list scary thing to do. So what I guess what would your advice be, having bravely you know stepped into the spotlight?
2: I I would absolutely do it. I, I I couldn't recommend anything more like I've been properly swept up I didn't intend to like you know do all the extra bits of courses I've done and I didn't even intend to you know then do the show at the end of the course and I absolutely did not intend to start doing gigs which like I'm doing now so it's just swept me up but I think even if it didn't do that for you you'd get something out of it Mm. I think if you went and like tried it at a course for a little bit you'd get something out of it whether you were just proud of yourself or whether you wouldn't even have to be good at it to get something out of it and like there's so few things that that is the recipe for. You know, if you're bad at cooking, you don't get anything out of it, your food's rubbish. But like you can go to a comedy course and be bad at it and still feel great at the end of the day. So I just don't know why people wouldn't if they wanted to. Um but I would probably recommend doing it in a structure. Like mm. that for me helped. I the other route in is to just go and give it a go, which people can do and like fair play like that seems that seems terrifying to me like i like the safety net of being told like yeah this will probably work they'll probably laugh at this and then going to do it but the idea of just going and just saying something that i thought was funny and nobody would given it like the green light is terrifying so i think if you're finding it scary that's almost like the controlled way to do it and i would recommend that
0: yeah i mean the worst that can happen is you forget What your joke is and that happened to me and um, you know they I was told just look at someone intently and say what was I going to tell you Um, and it will come back and you know we've all had those moments in life maybe it's a presentation at work where you forget what you're going to say and actually it's it's such a test of confidence but if you give it a go i think you see it almost like seep into other bits of your life mm. um because you've d- you've done it and it's just i mean what is five minutes we've all been on terrible dates that have lasted longer than that oh or God. you know had salmonella or something such an niche example but yeah you Nothing know never it's never, it's never five, five minutes, minutes. I, quite, it certainly <laughs> wasn't for me um so where can people um watch you um do your thing
2: um so um i'm i am doing my thing tomorrow at uh, uh, the constitution um and then onward around London pubs. Just lurk in some London pubs, I might be there. What's your full comedy name? Um, my name is Robin Bowman, and I've decided to use
0: that also as my comedy name. <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> what's well, a solid name. Um, well, thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you, Leo, and um, that's it for this one. Thank you so much, listeners, for joining us. Um, thank you, John, as well, um, for the sound engineering wonder magic. Um, we've been very loose women. Um, have a wonderful evening. Please don't melt. <laughs> um, and thank you, Resonance 104.4 FM, for hosting us as well.
2: Woo!